Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to another episode to our podcast, Cloudology. My name is Andy Frommel, and I am your host. Today, I have an interesting guest uh, called Mark Vries, who is uh, joining us uh, in this series. He's working for one of the companies SAP recently acquired uh, last year called Qualtrics. And Mark, uh, we are very happy uh, to have you today in this uh, podcast. Uh, why not you say a few words uh, for your introductory first? Hi, Andy. Thank you for the opportunity to speak today on your podcast. <clears throat> yes, very briefly, I've spent around 40 years in the telecom sector in the UK, in Europe, and also in the Middle East. But in the last seven or eight years of that time, I had responsibility for developing CX transformation strategies, which included factors such as governance, measurement, and related action planning, trying to drive business performance through competing with customer experience. And then last year, I joined the Qualtrics team based in London as a CX solution strategist. And our role is to help organizations build CX solutions that drive incremental business performance using the cloud-based technology. We have around 11,000 customers today using the platform. Uh, it's growing rapidly. And uh, those organizations are really focused on collecting what's known as the X data, uh, customer experience data, which they combine with operational data, insights they have from the business, and combines basically the why with the what in terms of driving improved customer experiences in a very targeted fashion. So I guess, you know, notwithstanding where we are today, you know, the situation's been that we are living in changing times and people are seeking to beat on, compete on customer experience and differentiate. Having said that, given the current situation with the coronavirus, of course, people are turning their attention to how to deal with that situation as well from a customer perspective. Um, the benefit from a Qualtrics perspective is we offer a very highly, highly flexible platform which, which allows experience management to be created and support customers across these changing times, focused on both customer and employees, actually. Um, and in the last few weeks, we've seen, you know, the situation unfold where more than ever, organizations really need to listen to customers and understand, understand their behavior and support them through these difficult times. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Amar. Yeah, so Qualtrics, uh, uh, may, maybe not all of our audience are know what Qualtrics is. It is, it is a kind of a platform that helps customers from all kinds of uh, sizes or industries to gain uh, insights into their employees, consumers, um, uh, structured, unstructured data. So this kind of sentiment type of thing. Um, now, we have all seen the impact of this COVID-19 and everybody is impacted. We as a private entity, families, businesses, and many of our listeners may already use uh, CX or Qualtrics uh, in one part of their organization. And whether you use it or you not use it, Mark, can you please explain a little bit on, on how CX and specifically Qualtrics overall can help uh, those customers now to navigate through this very unusual time or period? Yes, of course. And I think um, I'm going to use some of the recent comments and, and words of a gentleman called Bruce Temkin. He's a, a person who runs the Qualtrics Institute which is a consulting stroke advisory service uh, we, we offer to our customers, in fact, any customers uh, um, from Qualtrics perspective. He, he speaks about really five key factors that we should be considering during this, this period. Um, and, and this is for those organizations either today listening to customers through our platform or any platform and, and using customer insight to drive uh, business activity. The first thing he speaks about is actually showing humanity 
Um, you know, today uh, people are in difficult situations. The world is changing rapidly, and and what you don't want to do is to be pushing your regular surveys to customers and asking for the regular kind of questions or answers to your regular questions. You really need to make sure the communications are going out from the organizations are designed in such a way to, to show empathy, show that you care about the organization and you're not just continuing business as usual in your within your organization. Um, and many organizations actually are, are collecting data to, to drive scorecards and, and use you know, things like NPS and other trend trackers to understand the likelihood of customers to recommend their organization. Now is the time to pause that process, actually. First of all, you're probably going to get unusual data, which you won't be able to explain into the future and, and will interrupt the trend of, of, of uh, information you already had. But perhaps you need to think about different ways of understanding customers by listening more than than actually just using your regular surveys. Um, actually, many organizations use metrics to drive uh, rewards. So companies will have to change their uh, processes this year. So if you are paying executives or any team members on the basis of an NPS performance, and of course, if you interrupt that survey, you need to think again. This is not actually a bad thing because you know it's been long held that actually driving an organization to, to achieve a number would not actually have the right outcome in terms of driving improved customer experiences, i.e. people will chase the number, not the experience. And therefore, it's more important to think about how you uh, change those, those processes for collecting information and you know, stop that wrong behavior. So I think moving away from a pure MPS or similar metric is a good idea at this point in time and, and moving towards a situation where it's listening rather than asking. So you know, thinking about using shorter pulse-type surveys uh, adjust the messaging you have there, ask customers how they're doing, how can you help, more than asking them for a score or a recommendation about your organization. Um, and actually to complement that and thinking, you know, the broader concept of the XM uh, platform, it's not just about listening to your customers, it's also about listening to your employees. Obviously they're a huge asset to your organization. So it's a good time to also ask your employees how they're feeling and what can you do to help them. It's, it's a good time to, to listen to social media, use much of the unstructured data you mentioned a moment ago, you know, listen into the, the regular listening posts you have available to you and, and make insights from that rather than you know, demanding information from customers through, through a survey. Um, he, he also speaks a little bit about making sure you're ready to react. Of course, the more you ask, the more you should be prepared to respond to what you hear. So you're having your organization you know, in a position that you can react to those customer requirements. Uh, quite important. So I, I would say, suggest if it's possible to accelerate your feedback cycle, you know, go faster in responding to customers if they, if they raise a concern. Be aware of what the things they're going to ask you to do and be ready to, to respond. So I think, you know, the, the summary of, of Bruce's words is, is a lot about listening. It's a lot about showing empathy. It's a lot about adjusting the way you uh, collect information from customers uh, rather than using your, you know, your regular processes. Not a bad thing just step back and rethink because actually I think it'll help you in the future plan your XM strategy as, as, as the world goes towards listening rather than surveying anyway. Yes, and I would like to comment here on this on this one of the points you said, not just to sense the feedback um, from customers, but also from, from employees. Now, everybody has to work from home and uh, this is uh, for most of us, this extended duration completely new and has new challenges. And to use XM, the XM platform, and Qualtrics as a kind of an 
continuous way on how you can gather feedback. There are employees most likely living alone in apartments and maybe not having a family. They have other challenges compared to somebody who lives with four to five kids and maybe a dog in one house now every day. <laughs> yeah. Understand uh, what, what, what needs they have and, and what other challenges they have. I think it's critical to somehow keep performing as, a, as an organization. So this is, I think, very valuable uh, thoughts also from, from Bruce of the Quartrix Institute. And let me ask a few more questions you just spoke about. You said that thinking of having this uh, XM, this Quartrix experience platform uh, in place now is maybe less important um, because of the changing priorities and focus on the organizations due to this uh, current COVID-19 climate. I mean, we speak about uh, competing on customer experience, but surely that's, that's less important at, at the current time, or, or do you think it's still important? Yeah, I guess it may be a natural conclusion to think about, you know, not competing, more surviving. But actually, I think, you know, we are in such uncertain times. The, the, the opportunity of using experience management is even more important now than perhaps, perhaps ever it was before. Why, why do I say that? Well, really, XM is all about the mechanism of listening to find out the why. Um, so, yes, it could be to understand why someone didn't buy your product online last month and they abandoned their cart. So that, that's one example of perhaps compete or growing an organization through pursuing incremental sales. But actually, the, the questions still remain. Oh, why are customers feeling the way they are feeling? Why are situations occurring in the way they are? So the questions you ask may be different, but certainly your approach and listening to customers sh should, should be the same. Um, I think uh, we're talking about employees as well. You know, what you want to do is make sure you retain the loyalty and the advocacy of your employees. Um, you want to build pride within the organization. Many, many organizations uh, around the world these days are doing fantastic things for customers and for employees. And I think if you can demonstrate that's what you're doing, uh, listening, listening to your employees, react, reacting to their needs, as you say, dealing with a situation they may be working in unusual situations. Uh, it generates that level of engagement within the organization. Uh, and surely what, you know, what every organization wants to do is build that sense of belonging, build that sense of capability, and know that we're gonna come through this, and when we come through this, we'll be even stronger. Um, there are you know, certain factors about um, it's, it's an ever-changing world, uh, and, and the need to, to constantly listen uh, is, is never more never more important. Uh, okay, so when you when you are saying listening is is very important, which I fully agree, whether it's your customers or your employees, or even your your vendors or your network. Now, if a customer is running running this uh, survey platform for a longer time and they're getting regular feedback. Uh, would there be a need to somehow differentiate or to understand the impact of COVID-19 uh, to their current data trends to not get this diluted or to make sure they maybe they need to ask different questions or they need to do any change on how they uh, run surveys? What's, what's your thought about this? Yeah, I, I, I would certainly say now is the time to you know, for surely pause the way you're surveying and the way you've been collecting those trend uh, insights. As I mentioned a little earlier, you know, the thought about running an NPS-based survey, certainly today is, is not the first uh, 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 top of mind. I, I would suggest to pause doing that. Uh, or in fact, I'd isolate the results of the last few weeks 
and certainly the next few months in terms of your regular CX insights. Um, what I would do, uh, as I suggested, it uh, is to let's let's change the questions, let's do more listening, let's do more uh, views about empathy from your from your organisation and your customers. Um, and, and certainly, you know, now is the time not to worry about the end of year NPS score because everybody knows the world went through a, a strange period and that regular you know, service wasn't, wasn't occurring. Uh, okay, uh, Mark, um, what you are saying is um, that the, um, th there is an impact expected on when you run surveys because, for example, you have existing surveys running and for, uh, for a variety of reasons now you get different results for the same questions because of the COVID-19. So this would mean that uh, customers, whether they use our platform or other platforms, they should be mindful on how they distribute and also how they structure uh, current surveys. And maybe they need to adjust existing surveys to make sure they understand what a customer or what an employee is asking or re responding, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So definitely consider, again, how you're distributing surveys, definitely restructure around listening, the, the natural listening point points. So if it's a contact center through the online channel, listen to what customers are saying to you. You don't necessarily actually have to survey them when a, when a customer calls a contact center, listen into the call. Uh, use technology and capability to analyze the information, the data you receive. I uh, analyze the data and the voice messages. And you can hear from the customer perspective what's going on, uh, but either sentiment or issues, and use that to drive internal actions. Um, it's, it's a bit of a reflection of the future anyway. That's how uh, you know um, surveying is, is trending towards, either listening online, uh, collecting unstructured data, so allowing customers to provide feedback at their uh, the time of choosing rather than you posting a survey or a pop-up survey in front of them. So have a feedback tab on the website, let them tell you, I'm sorry, I don't understand this page or the content's not so clear, or I don't know how to order from your organization. Collect that information, analyze it to collect results rather than pushing a survey out in front of a customer. Yeah, so this, this would mean customers or companies, specifically companies need to be very fast to understand what's the impact, uh, potential impacts to my clients or to my customers' customers, and what questions I need to ask um, in order to understand what I have to do as an entity in a vessel supply chain or as a, as, a, as, a, as a company. So do you think that there is a clear need that companies need to make sure there are specific questions around COVID-19? No, I, I would avoid a specific question about COVID-19. Kind of, we all know the situation. It's, it's fairly clear the world has changed dramatically. Um, I think that might seem to be a little bit trendy if you ask it that way. You know, it's like I'm riding on the back of COVID-19 to learn more about you. Uh, no, make it more personal. Ask them how they are. Ask them how you can help. Um, show show that empathy I mentioned uh, uh, earlier in the conversation. Um, you know, mm. steer clear of asking the the obvious question. You know, how is COVID nineteen treating you? Uh, I, I don't think uh, resonated very well with customers. And um, do you do you have a, a few recent examples uh, that Qualtrics has seen where customers have changed or maybe launched something specifically to address this COVID nineteen directly or indirectly? Yeah, let, let me speak about actually Qualtrics ourselves. So we have launched 
um, and, and, and anyone listening into the podcast can go to the Qualtrics.com website and see this information and, and make use of the tools that have been created. So we've created a under an umbrella of how can we help you suite of um, structured surveys that allow you to do a, a pulse type listening to, to your employees, for example, or through to customers. And, and already I think around four and a half thousand companies around the world have, have made use of this tool. Um, so the first one, as I described a moment ago, is employee pulse. Uh, essentially, um, you, you listen to your employees by sending them very short surveys, either one question or two or three questions, asking them how they are, how they're working from home, is there anything that they can you can help with in terms of m making them happy, productive. Um, a big consideration of mental health, keeping employees connected to the mothership of the organization, in fact, connected to each other because the feedback can be shared across the teams and, and people can self-help and keep each other you know, in good communication. Um, a global finance house has um, just, uh, just uh, adjusted their text analytics uh, and they listen to anything related to COVID-19. So rather than asking a question, any customer who's contacting the financial organization who raised the consideration about COVID-19 and maybe can't get the loan they needed, uh, issues with financial uh, cash flow, etc., the bank can listen into those calls, prepare and take action accordingly, allows you to be, you know, taking action rapidly and working rates, supporting essentially vulnerable customers. It's something you will want to do. Um, cruise liners, they are already, of course, um, going through a very tough time. I think some of the uh, the, the, the virus yeah. impacted that organization first. Um, so now cruise liners are listening in to sentiment of customers who are coming online. And of course, that what well, you know in, in true in a business perspective that allows a cruise liner to plan for the future. When will customers once again start to consider buying that kind of holiday? So it, it is also helping businesses. It's not just about being purely there to be uh, show empathy. It's also, of course, you need to protect the business as well. So you have the combination of both customer sentiment, how to help them, but two, where can you get insight so you know as the virus starts to diminish and, and the world returns to some more normal situation. Yeah, so I think Qualtrics can be used uh, or should be used um, and not just to keep up with your current customers, um, but to use it as an important way on how to keep connected to your employees and to your customers and not just to secure to keep your organization running, but also maybe to untap new opportunities. I'm pretty sure we will see a lot of companies they will they will grow extensively because they they have an advantage or they understand this situation better on how to help other companies or entities and 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 make revenue with this and other companies will be knocked out because they either don't have the technology or they are just too slow to adapt and and uh, we see these examples now every day i i know personally somebody who's running and uh, who's a personal fitness trainer uh, he out of out of a sudden saw that if he if he uses Zoom for example uh, to connect to his clients uh, that he can not just maintain the existing base but he can also uh, get new clients and now he's he's busier than he was before and others maybe will will fall behind. So in in coming to an to an uh, end to this uh, podcast, um, clearly we are living in a in a period of time very very unprecedented. Six months ago. None of us had any clue or imagined that, that something like this can happen. Um, Mark, if you look forward six months and hopefully the challenges of today are far behind of us, 
what do you think would be um, a priority or key consideration for any organization uh, who wants to compete um, using uh, XM or the Qualtrics platform? Yeah, sure. So I guess, and, and let's hope that day dawns soon because of course it is tough times now for everybody. But I think, um, you know, one thing, and it's true before COVID-19 and it should be even more true afterwards is, is to define who you are and what you want to stand for in the marketplace. You know, the, maybe the impact of COVID-19 is making organizations rethink their promises and commitments to the customers because you need to, to pivot to a new position. But, you know, even before, as I say, COVID-19, those most successful organizations in the world, the people who created a brand promise, um, stand for a certain um, commitment to customers and substantiate that through delivering those experiences by staging and designing experiences along the entire customer journey. So, so my summary would be to, you know, really rethink what your brand position promises to customers link your CX metrics, your insight collection to those customer promises and consequently to the brand, and then design your customer journey so you stage those experiences and the promises and commitment you make, make sure they're exhibited along the journey that customers go through. And, and likewise, therefore, as you go into product design and, and developing new capabilities for the, future, for the future, your products should live well inside that customer journey. So again, bring to life those promises you're making. Um, when I was working actually in the Middle East, um, my boss uh, a few years ago, he, he had a great uh, uh, saying. He said, every interaction creates an experience and all the experiences add up to shape the brand. And I think that's a great way to summarize. It starts from the bottom, goes right through the organization, ultimately pops out as a brand uh, uh, position that the market sees. And, and of course, the customer sees the entirety of the organization, the brand, not individual elements of the organization. So make sure the end-to-end -end experience is designed uh, completely. Well said, yes. Every, every small interaction makes a difference and can make a difference. Uh, so thanks for the summary, Mark. Is there um, is there a way how people can can follow you online uh, via the internet, Twitter, LinkedIn? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, so please just look for for me there, Mark Briars, B-R-I-E-R-S, my spelling of my name, and and I look forward to connecting with with people in the future. Okay, great. And uh, is there any specific source online where people can find more about uh, the stuff we, we talked today, Qualtrics CM platform from SAP? Yeah, so go to qualtrics.com. Um, lots of information on there. Uh, within that website, uh, have a look at the, the Tempkin works or the Qualtrics Institute. There's a, there's a whole uh, plethora of information related to designing customer experiences, benchmarking customer experience. Um, it's actually structured by industry, so it's very easy for people to navigate. Lots of really useful papers in there to, to get you started. Of course, just reach out to SAP and Qualtrics and we'd love to help you. Excellent. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, talking to you and uh, getting more insights into this, uh, into this uh, topic that can really make a difference to, uh, I think, every company and organizations uh, out there. Um, we, will, we will put uh, the uh, uh, links and information into the show notes so that uh, people can follow you and also the, the topic. And then hopefully we can, uh, we can find the time, uh, Mark, to see us in person, maybe in London or here in the Middle East. Thank you for your time and uh, take care and stay healthy. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for your time. Take care, everybody.